In this episode, we're doing another listener Q&A. This is listener Q&A number four, and we're covering such questions as the side effects of smoking versus ingesting cannabis, how certain foods affect your high, and digital book recommendations. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge, and I'm really glad you're here today. I just want to take a second to thank all my listeners, those old and new If I wasn't for you folks out there tuning in every week to this weekly show, then I would be a lonely person sitting here talking to myself. So thank you for being part of this community. Let's get into it, shall we? I hope everyone's doing well this week. It has been a pretty good week. It's been interesting. I was, uh, it seems like I've been back recently from the family vacation and boy, I sure could go on another one. It was very busy when I got back to work. But hey, that's life, isn't it? With all the downs comes the ups or whatever cliche you want to throw in there. I don't know. I think I'm starting to ramble. But anyway, before we get into the questions this week, and there are some good ones, I just want to focus on a segment I'm going to be calling, What Did Chris Do to Himself This Week? And for those of you who don't know, if you're new to this show, Chris is my husband, my dear, dear husband. And he was featured on a podcast episode way back. I'd probably have to Uh, jog my memory to remember what the title of it is, but I'll be sure to include it in the show notes. And oh, I think it was a cautionary tale because my husband certainly likes to overdo it on the edibles sometimes, despite the fact that he lives with me, despite the fact that he hears all the time about how you should be cautious with with your dosing. And despite the fact that he knows that I am so comfortable with edibles that I have a better tolerance than him. And really, when it comes to tolerance, it's not a contest, people. You either have a bit of a tolerance or you don't. You can build a tolerance over time, but I still feel like your baseline tolerance is going to be around the same no matter how long you've been doing edibles for. And what I mean by this is I've been doing edibles for years now. My tolerance is probably still around the same 40 to 50 milligrams. Has it gone up? Maybe when I started, it was more like 25, 30. Sure. Am I ever going to be somebody who's going to be ingesting 100 milligram edibles or more? Probably not. No matter how long I'm doing edibles for, that's probably always going to be too high of a dose for me to be comfortable. So he knows all this stuff. He knows that I know my shit when it comes to edibles. And yet the other day I came home from work. It was a really busy day at the dispensary. I was pretty tired. And I knew right off the bat something was up. We have been dealing with some family stuff lately. It's been an interesting summer. I mean, you throw COVID into the mix and everything else. And then these family issues that have been going on and he was dealing with that hands-on the other day. But my husband also deals with sometimes some chronic sleep problems. And so we have some CBD oil. And the one that he's using right now, we ran out of the pure CBD oil that he's been using to help him with sleep. He finds 50 milligrams of CBD is sort of the sweet spot for helping him get a good night's rest. But we ran out of that stuff and I haven't been able to get it again. Um, I am getting, ordering some, but I just have to wait a little bit. And sometimes things in the mail lately have been taking longer than they might otherwise would. I'm sure we're all, we've all experienced this at some point or another this year. 
But I had them some other oil that I brought home from the dispensary a while ago. It was a 15 milligram CBD paired with a 15 milligrams of THC. And he typically uses it at night. He doesn't always like having the THC in it because if he takes closer to the 50 milligrams of tea or CBD that he needs to help him sleep, he runs the risk of waking up in the middle of the night high as fuck. So he doesn't always like doing that. But for whatever reason, he was feeling a little stressed out, a little anxious about some of the family stuff that was going on. And he was home from work that day. And he decided to eat half a cookie, I think. I had some cookies in the pantry, some infused cookies. He knew what he was getting into, so he only ate half of one. But then for whatever reason, he also decided to take a dose of this um, THC CBD oil and a muscle relaxant as well because he does suffer from also some chronic neck and shoulder pain that he's been dealing with. And I'm sure some of the anxiety that he was experiencing that day was exacerbating the shoulder pain. So I came home from work and I could tell right away that something was up. And dear Lord, he just said to me, looked at me with a sheepish grin and was like, yeah, I've been feeling a little squirrely today. I'm like, what did you do? And he explained to me this regime of what he had taken. And I was like, why the hell would you do that? And we had a laugh because not only did he take all this stuff and then was sort of having a mild panic uh, and was having to deal with that for much of the afternoon, he was also having to deal with his elderly parents and the recently widowed um, sister-in-law that is moving into our basement apartment, meaning putting up TV brackets and all this kind of stuff. And this is certainly not the type of thing he was wanting to deal with while he was way higher than he was hoping to be that day. He was just hoping to take a little bit to take the edge off, help some of his physical pain and some of the anxiety he was he was experiencing. But of course, he overdid it a little bit. And by the time I got home from work, he was still feeling the effects. So let this be a reminder, you guys, he took that sort of late morning, early afternoon, and I wasn't home from work until about four o'clock and he was still feeling it. But he was starting to come down and feeling a lot better. So he could laugh about it because I was just like, what the hell, Chris? You know you can't do this kind of thing to yourself. You know this. And why are you doing it during the day, too? You don't. He, Chris doesn't normally even smoke weed, so he does use my edibles, typically in the evening like I do. But for whatever reason, he made this decision. And we had a good laugh about it because that man knows. He knows. But sometimes we all have the best intentions. Sometimes we're just dealing with some stuff and we just do what we know we probably shouldn't and we do it anyway. I've been guilty of that before. I do recall making a batch of cookies and eating one when it was still warm and gooey and then deciding to eat another and a third and maybe a fourth. I can't really recall and just getting so high I couldn't go to work the next day. And this was, you know, probably while I was recording this podcast and should have known better. So I digress. So that was, that was what Chris got up to this week. I think he's learned his lesson yet again. And let this be yet another cautionary tale for you folks. Less is more. And sometimes daytime use, if it's not what you're accustomed to, is going to probably throw you off the rails a little bit and you might not get as much done as you might otherwise would. And you're going to have to deal with people. So keep all that in mind when you're taking your edibles. Timing is sometimes just as important as the dose. Now, Let's get into these uh, listener Q&As. We've got three this week. And the first one comes from Sydney, who was asking the side effects of smoking versus ingesting cannabis. Now, she didn't really specify for this question whether she was looking for positive side effects or negative side effects. When I first read the question, I took it to mean more positive side or sorry, negative side effects. Because anybody who has smoked weed or eaten weed 
has probably hopefully experienced the positive side effects of using it, which is why you do use it. But what is the difference between smoking versus ingesting? And I think that's a great question. So thank you, Sydney, for asking. Now, when I was looking some of this stuff up online, I mean, obviously, I've seen firsthand uh, exhibit A being Chris from a few days ago when he was experiencing some negative side effects. We've probably all felt them at some point if you've been using edibles for any length of time. And some of those uh, negative side effects include drowsiness, confusion, anxiety and panic attacks, agitation, hallucinations, impaired motor ability, respiratory depression, heart problems, vomiting, psychotic episodes, paranoia. This is a list that I found on a website. It was basically uh, an addiction website, but so they are probably being a little more negative than they need to be. If you're experiencing a psychotic episode or hallucinations, you have really, really overdone it. And I'm sorry about that. But we've probably all been there where we've had that, maybe not confusion, but the anxiety and the panic from taking too much of an edible. That's definitely one that I've experienced, a little bit of paranoia. Um, Some of those other ones, not necessarily, but the drowsiness for sure, if that's what you're getting away with when it comes to taking too much cannabis via an edible, then you're doing pretty good. And some people actually look for the sedating effects of, of edibles sometimes. So, I mean, depending on who you're talking to, that's not necessarily a negative side effect, but maybe a positive one. But these are all ones that you, some people have probably experienced to a degree. Like I said, some of them are way more serious than others, but you have to really be not knowing what you're doing if you're getting into some of those more serious side effects. The side effects of smoking, however, where did I find that? I was looking some of that stuff up too. And of course, these all vary from person to person as well. So you have to remember that too. But if you're smoking it, obviously the onset of the negative effects can come on a lot faster and they're not going to last as long. So there is that one advantage to smoking cannabis sometimes that if you're inexperienced, inexperienced users are the ones that tend to get themselves into the most trouble because they have that confidence of not knowing what they're doing and they think they can handle it. And I think back to my own teenage days when I overdid it on alcohol. I'm probably smoking cannabis too, but we've probably all had those moments as well when you're just a teenager and you're having your first few drinks and you're like, how bad can it really be until it hits you like a brick wall 20 minutes later and you're flat down on your face, maybe throwing up or whatever and having a miserable night. That is the confidence of the new user. So with the negative side effects of cannabis, of smoking cannabis, you're going to feel distressed, disoriented. You might have bloodshot eyes, dry mouth. You can get some of those side effects with ingesting it as well. But I find it way to a lesser degree, which is one of the reasons why I like eating cannabis versus smoking it. You can certainly have hallucinations and increased anxiety and paranoia. And it can impair your mental function, particularly your memory and attention performance, those types of things. When I'm reading it this way, I'm like, why would anybody ever eat their cannabis? Because obviously the negative side effects from the smoking of the cannabis seem to really uh, be less than the ones for eating it. 
although we, they do get into other ones here, higher chances of cardiac arrest when you smoke it because it does increase your heart rate. Lung irritation. That is one I wasn't really thinking of because you're smoking something and just putting it into your lungs, which can cause lung irritation in some people. I think those are some of the biggest immediate ones. I mean, if you want to dig deeper into that, there's all kinds of information on the internet. But again, why do people ingest it versus versus smoke it? Well, for some, we just like the high better. And that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. So those are some of the differences between smoking versus ingesting and the side effects of those. Obviously, it sounds a lot worse, which is why dosing is so important, why it gets talked about so much on this podcast and probably anywhere else you're looking at information about when it comes to edibles, because dosing is key. So you don't get yourself into a psychotic episode where you're seeing hallucinations and you're super paranoid, just rocking yourself in the fetal position on the floor. We don't want that. We're trying to avoid that scenario. And because edibles last so much longer, which is a huge advantage sometimes, but not an advantage if you've taken too much. So people, dosing is everything. If you ever have questions about any of that, please feel free to reach out. I'm more than willing to help in that regard. And less is always more. And I feel like this applies to a lot of things in life, not just how you consume your weed or your alcohol or whatever. Less is often more. So if you're unsure, take less. You'll thank me later. So thank you, Sydney, for that question. This next question And I think some of you might find this pretty interesting because I learned a few things myself while exploring the answers to these. Will eating certain foods affect an edibles high? And this question came via email from Jack. And there there are some interesting things. I mean, obviously, you, you may or may not know that if you eat first when you've taken an edible, If you've had something to eat, it can increase the bioavailability of the THC and the CBD, if there is some, in your baked good or your edible treat or whatever it is that you're enjoying. So if you're eating on an empty stomach, that can increase it. It is commonly known that the bioavailability of THC when you're ingesting it in that way is a lot lower than when you're smoking it. But as we can all attest, the effects last longer and they can be very powerful. So this decreased bioavailability doesn't really matter. But if you want to make sure you're getting the maximum out of the edible that you're enjoying, have something to eat first. It's also recommended that you have something to eat with fat in it because THC is a fat soluble molecule. So if you have that in there, and obviously if you're eating an edible with a fat in it, then that's probably not going to be too much of an issue. But if you have a meal that has some fat in it, it's going to help um, with that, with the high of what you're enjoying. Some of the other suggestions that I found, let's see, I was looking around on some websites for this too, to see if there's other new things that I can learn. One of the interesting things that I found is foods that pair well with edibles. And this was a pretty interesting website. They were covering off a few different questions in this regard, but the the one thing that stood out to me was a section on foods that enhance the high of edibles or how to make your edibles stronger. I'll link to this little article in the show notes so you can see for yourself. But they gave a few different suggestions of foods that can make your edible high stronger. I've never tried any of these. This was new to me. But here's some of the suggestions that they gave. And they say foods that pair well with cannabis because they enhance your high on edibles. 
One of the suggestions they gave was mangoes. And this is something I had never heard. There is a high level of myrcene terpenes found in mangoes, which the terpene myrcene is found in a lot of different strains of cannabis as well. And it works with the THC cannabinoid to enhance the psychoactive effect of the plant. The cannabinoid receptors in the brain bind with the THC and the myrcene terpenes to make your high last longer, as well as hit faster and stronger. You can achieve the best experience if you consume an edible and then consume a mango 30 minutes to an hour after you've eaten the edible. So I thought that one was very interesting. I've never tried that. I do happen to love mangoes, so maybe that should be a fun experiment to try. Another suggestion was black and green tea. They say, like mangoes, the compounds in black and green tea bind with the receptors in the brain that are already already responding to the THC, stimulating relaxation and feelings of peace. Drinking green or black tea before ingesting your edibles is a good way to increase the potency and duration of your high. You can also look at infused teas if you want to get your THC in at the same time. Again, something new that I learned here, and I'm sharing it with you guys. And finally, probably the least practical is broccoli. And they say, well, it may not enhance the high, consuming broccoli in tune with edibles can work in tandem with the cannabinoid receptors in the brain to reduce physical pain as well as inflammation. And I thought that one was very interesting. So if you're going to be eating a meal before you have your edibles, why not include a vegetable like broccoli with it, which you can add a little bit of butter or a drizzle of healthy olive oil and some salt to it to make sure you're not eating on an empty stomach. You're adding some fat to increase the, the, um, bioavailability of the THC. And in addition, add, add the reduction of physical pain and inflammation while you're at it. That sounds all like a great idea. But one caveat with these, and like I said, this is a little article I found. I have not tried these myself, but I'm certainly going to be experimenting with these coming up and I can always report back how I found them. But if you're going to try this yourself, please, for the love of God, do a lower dose than you normally would. I'm not sure how much these might enhance your edibles high, and it's probably a pretty anecdotal amount. What might enhance it for one person might be different for another, and the and the actual effects might vary greatly. So don't do a, like a superhuman dose or anything like that, and then eat a mango 30 minutes later and then find that it just pushed you over the edge. It might be best to experiment with a lower dose edible and see if you notice an increase of the effects before you go ahead and try it with your usual dose. And again, you're experimenting here. And because you are experimenting, you're never really sure what the outcome might be. So it's just wise to err on the side of caution, as I always advise. So are you going to try some of these out? I think I'm going to, because I thought those were pretty interesting suggestions that I hadn't heard before. And finally, this last question comes from Angel over on Instagram. She sent me this question and it was sort of a funny story because she DM'd me and was asking if I had any digital recipe books that I recommended. And she sent the question. She is from Illinois and I got the question in my inbox on Instagram at exactly 4.20 in the afternoon. And we had a good laugh about that because it was completely unintentional. We're in different time zones and everything, but it landed in my inbox at 4.20. So this question from Angel, I recommended um, because she was looking specifically on the Apple store for digital cookbooks. 
and I looked up to see what they had there. I personally am a lover of print books. I always like to have my books in print. I don't know why. I guess I'm pretty old fashioned that way. I just find when I have them on a on some kind of device, like a phone or my laptop or, or tablet or whatever, I just don't access them the same way. I really like pages, but a lot of my favorite books are available digitally. And Bong Appetit was one that came up. And that was one of the first books I ever got. And I've referred to it numerous times on this podcast. And just when I'm at home playing around with edibles, the edibles, small bites for the modern kitchen, that one came up as well. Another one of my favorite books I've referred to a great many times on this podcast and probably has some of my favorite recipes in. And then there was also a couple of other books that I recommended because They've been, rec- been recommended to me by listeners, and these were great listeners that know their stuff. I haven't bought them yet, though, because, you know, it's pretty easy to spend your money on this kind of thing, and I got a, one thing at a time, but they are on my wish list, and I will be picking them up at some point, but one was The Art of confectionery, of Cannabis Confectionery. That one was recommended to me, and it looks like a beautiful book, and I always find candy making to be a bit of a challenge sometimes, so a good step-by-step book uh, would probably be good to have in the library if that is the kind of uh, cannabis creations that you like to make, is more candy versus baked goods. So that one was recommended to me. I'm going to be picking that one up at some point. And the last one is the 420 Gourmet. That one was also came to me um, as a recommendation from another listener. And I follow, I think his name is Jeff, the 420 chef. I follow him on Instagram and he makes a lot of beautiful infused creations. And so that's definitely another book that I have on my list that I need to pick up. So those four were standouts to me just because two of them I've used extensively myself. And the other two came as recommendations to me from people who are just like myself at home experimenting with edibles and, and really loving the process. So I gave those to Angel. So those are the questions that we've got for this week. If you have questions about anything at all, please send them along to bite me podcast at fastmail.com, or I'll include the link to my speak pipe. So you can always just leave me a voice message if that's easier. And then I can include it right in the show. So please do that. And if you haven't already subscribed to the newsletter over my website, I highly suggest you do that. I did send out a newsletter recently with an additional listener question that went out to newsletter subscribers. It was kind of a fun one, but that was included over there. And sometimes I share and post things uh, in that newsletter that I don't do on the podcast And you don't have to worry, there will be no spam because I just don't have the time to spam you guys. I wish I did. No, well, not for real, but I just don't have time. I'm a one woman show and I've got a life and a job and I love doing this podcast, but I certainly don't have time to be sending you way too many emails in your inbox. So I hope you look forward to getting them versus dreading it. So if you want to subscribe to that, you can do that over on my website. And last but not least, there's a new way to support the show if you're interested. I just signed up for Buy Me a Coffee, only I changed it to Buy Me a Cookie because that seemed more appropriate. And if you want to support the show financially, I am saving up for some new things so I can keep experimenting in my kitchen and also for production of the show itself, saving up for some exciting new things. And so that every little bit helps. If you want to support the show in this way, then it would be much appreciated. And I think it's just a $4 donation or whatever 
Um, you can always change that amount or you can buy me a dozen cookies if you want. It's totally up to you. But that is something new that's over on the website. And I think it's in my links on Instagram and stuff like that too. So if you feel compelled, if you feel led to buy me a cookie, a digital cookie, of course, then I would be forever grateful. In any case, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you learned something new, just like I did looking up the stuff for this episode. And I know you're going to be making some great things in your kitchen this week. I will be. And in the meanwhile, my friends, stay high. Stay high.